folks is going to be like, what is King up to tonight? Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your boy, C.L. King. We're coming to you live from the High Definition Studios in Impactville. Yeah, that's right. We in Impactville. We in the house, baby. And tonight, I am pumped up. You know why? Because we got a very, very special guest. We, we've been sitting in the backstage in the green room, as they call it, in production. We've been sitting back there reminiscing. It's not often that you get someone on your show or back on your show who has such a connection with your show. You know, when we first started this, Mike Black, who's my producer, co-producer, and co-host, we laugh because it was, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know, go ahead, Nicole, you can share it now. It was an absolute, it was an absolute um, train wreck when we first started. I mean, like, when I tell you, <laughs> when I tell you it was a disaster, Nicole, it was an absolute disaster. And everybody out there in Impactville, I want you to know that I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um... I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I didn't know nothing about production. I didn't know that I was going to be a pseudo DJ and have to have all this equipment. I mean, all I had was a phone back in the days. And Nicole Lawson was brave enough to come on and join with me back when nobody else really wanted to be on the show, right? It was it was an absolute uh, phenomenon. And let me just tell you one thing about Nicole. Nicole is someone who is, why she gravitates, why I think we gravitate toward one another. Because I can say this with a surety, that Nicole Lawson is someone who was born in a crucible of adversity. She was born in a crucible of adversity. She has overcome so many dynamics in life and been able to thrive even when other lesser people have thrown in the town. She's a musician, she's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's an author, she's an actor, she's a mom, she's a mompreneur, she's a business owner, she's a world traveler. And you know what, on top of all of that, she gives people uh, hope that no matter, you know that's the subtitle of my book, no matter the adversity, you still can make it. And this is why I have people like this on the show. Now, when Nicole came on way back in the days, y'all, we were only in like episode four or five, right? That's to let you know how long ago this has been. And uh, we didn't have none of this equipment. We have no platform. We just were begging people to come on the show. But now we were, we were talking to each other and it's like, wow, how time gives us the space to find the space that we really truly want to be in. Now I want all you moms and dads, young ladies, uh, blacks, whites, Hispanics, everybody. I want you to listen in closely tonight because we're gonna take a journey with a real live superstar in my opinion and in my world. And we're gonna talk to her about some of the triumphs and tragedies of real life, ladies and gentlemen. I know some of y'all look at us people online and say man y'all are so cool but i want you to hear from someone who looks really cool online and also has to live real life you know and that's sometimes an area that we forget so i want greg I want you to go ahead and share her website 
and uh, all of her information. Greg is in the house already. Look at it. He already got it covered. That's hey, what Greg. I'm talking about, Greg. That's how Greg does. This is what we do at Impact Life 24-7. So I want everybody around the world from coast to coast, from north, south, east, and west, I want you to put your virtual hands together and join with me welcoming Nicole Lawson. Welcome, Nicole. Hey. What'd you say, Nicole? How are you? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm like, wait a minute. What, are you talking about me? I need to go home. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's the effect that we're looking for, Nicole. That is the effect that we're looking for. So it's NicoleLawson.com. NicoleLawson.com. We, we, we want to make sure to... Uh, everybody that's tuning in tonight or, or those of you that will listen on our podcast later, which, of course, you know, our podcast, which is on every major outlet where you can get podcasts. Um, you can go to Nicole dot com, connect with her, connect with her live right now. Go to her Facebook page. She's all over everywhere. You can just accidentally type in Nicole Lawson and you'll find her. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give her an opportunity to tell us some of her media outlets. So that's one of the first questions we ask up front, Nicole, so we okay. can get your information out. I want to, I want to, we want to promote you so bad on this show or so good that you tired of hearing your p- promo information. So Nicole, <laughs> tell us how can people, how can people contact you, Nicole? So the best way is my website, NicoleLawson.com. There's links to all of my social media there. Um, if you want to do the lazy way, that's fine. Um, on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Nicole Lawson. On Instagram, it's instagram.com slash the Nicole Boo. My nickname is Nicole Boo. So if you type in hashtag Nicole Boo anywhere, you can find me there. Or like like you said, um, I'm still Googleable. I still keep checking. You'll find maybe two or three Nicole Lawsons, but usually I'm at the top of the search. So if you search Nicole Lawson on almost any social media platform, you're going to find me. But yeah. the best way is the website. NicoleLawson.com. And, and ladies and gentlemen, you're going to, as you know, at Impactville, of course, I'm sitting high atop the Ruth E. Plowden Legacy Chair here in Impactville. If you, what we yeah. try to do is we try to get people connected because here's what we have here. We have a cathedral of resources. So I don't bring people here just for entertainment's sake. I really want mm-hmm. you to connect with somebody who is making a difference in the world. And Nicole Lawson is truly doing that. Now, Nicole, we've been talking for the last 30 minutes or so. I overslept, oh, yeah. our, I overslept our green room appointment by a few minutes. <laughs> I said, I'm just going I said, I'm just going to sit down here and take me a quick one. And the next thing I know, I'm like, oh my gosh, is it tomorrow? Did I miss the whole show? <laughs> you know how that happens. But Nicole, what oh, I like for you, yes. what I like for you to do without without telling the whole story just give us a general Mm -hmm. overview of who nicole lawson is tell us a little bit about yourself introduce yourself to our folks so my 30 second speech (laughs) um i am i'm a connector of people i love connecting people i love being the resource and the plug for just people um who can help serve each other's purpose or dreams. That's something that I I just naturally do. Whenever I meet someone, I'm thinking, huh, who do I know that can help them with this or that? Or what resource do I know that I can help with this person? Something else that I love to do is to use every gift and every skill that I have to make sure that if a person is in an experience with me, that when they leave, that they feel inspired and that they also feel just so much better about life and ready to show up in a bigger way. Mm. Um, so I'm an overcomer. 
and I'm extremely resilient and just always like happy, bubbly. So I'm always trying to give that energy to people. You know, and that's that's one thing that I can say about uh, people like Nicole. You know, I, I put Greg in that same category. Of course, you guys know Greg is the VP, very best friend, the guy who handles things from 500 yards away. And um, when you're in someone's presence, this is the question you should ask yourself. If someone is in your presence, do they feel better about mm. themselves when they leave or do they feel better about you when they leave? See, being in somebody's presence like Nicole Lawson, you're going to feel better about yourself. She has no choice. You have no choice but to be uplifted when you're in the presence of Nicole Boo. And so, Nicole, <laughs> welcome back. You know, what we were talking yeah. in the in the pre-show about how we got together. We got together, I think, through network marketing, which is a great thing. I still love network marketing. And, um, you know, a great company. But when, when I had you on the show the first time, there was no such thing as COVID, was there? No, we didn't <laughs> even know it was right around the corner it and was, how it was going to change our life. It was literally, ladies and gentlemen, just a few mere days away uh, when Nicole was on the show first. And so what I want to do is I just want to kind of unpack who Nicole Lawson's uh, Nicole Lawson's life journey, legacy, and all the things that that you that you bring to humanity, and I'm hoping that some young women out there will connect with you um, during this show and after the show, because you you you're a voice, you're not just an echo. You know, oftentimes people just are repeating what they hear, but I'm thankful to God that you, Nicole, That's are you, you are definitely a voice. And so let's go let's go into the area of relationships. You know, as an African American woman, uh, you know, th there is an I guess there is a is maybe you know cuz you're an actress and singer and all that. Is there a a certain perception uh that you're supposed to have a certain type of relationship? Is there a pressure relative to relationships? Oh, yeah. Do you mean all relationships or any particular type? Well, you know, when we when we think about relationships, you know, like uh, a love relationship, mm. um, you know, you're I feel like, OK, there's an expectation and, a, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then when, you know, you have had to go through some challenges in relationships. So, mm -hmm. number one, the, the first thing is, is do you feel that there is a perception as an African-American woman uh, for the type of relationship you should have? Oh, absolutely. I, from my experience, um, and then even from things that I've read, it's, uh, it's almost a feeling of if you are a black woman, mm -hmm. and especially if you're a black woman, that's a single mother, mm -hmm. um, like I still am, because although I'm in a beautiful relationship now, I'm still unmarried. Mm -hmm. I still have my home. He has his. When you're a black woman and a black woman single mother, it's like you're amongst the least desirable woman in the world. Ooh. And and uh, you sh and and there's like there's something that I see within a lot of our communities that I really um, I hate. It's almost as if you should wear um, strife and trauma and being down for somebody. Uh, and mm -hmm. just taking whatever you get from him for a long time, being a so-called writer. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, and, and that that's a badge of honor. Like struggle is a badge of honor. Um, wow. You know, a lot of times when 
we go to, and not all, of course, not all, but a lot of times we'll go to anniversaries or we'll see these love posts. And a lot of the love posts or the declarations of love that I see are that from people who look kind of like me, sometimes it even starts out with, well, I mean, they, we may, may not always get along or it may not have always been a wonderful journey, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. It's almost as if it has it's like you have to have that struggle. You have to have that strife. And that's supposed to be beautiful. Well, um, you, you know, that's, that, that's the perception. That That's a really great way to put that. And, and, and I understand that for those of you that are turn, tuning in live to Impact Life 24-7, we're joined by a uh, return guest after three years nearly, Nicole Lawson. You can find her. She's a author, entertainer, actress, mompreneur, uh, life developer. And a mom, and and don't worry if her kids come on, they are more than welcome on. So um, you can find her at NicoleLawson.com. Now, when when what drew me to you, I think we were talking about uh, at that time because the title of that episode was domestic violence, and you had Nicole, you had experienced something extremely traumatic. Uh, that no woman should ever have to experience in a relationship. You mind giving us just a peel back the, the curtain just a bit for that particular uh, scenario and, and how that really affected your life? Um, yes, the last long-term relationship that I was in before moving here, um, back in 2017, um, we I experienced the worst case of physical domestic violence um, that I'd have with this person and there had been a couple with him, but with, on this particular date, he really lost his temper because he was going through my MacBook and he saw some messages he did not like between me and an ex, um, which were not disrespectful to the relationship, but it still made him feel threatened. And his response was to um, come to my house. Um, you know, um, at the time he still had access to get into my home through my, um, you know, uh, key entry or whatever, come in the home, um, unbeknownst to me and just begin literally throwing me all over the house, putting his hands on me. He, uh, beat me unconscious. And when I woke up, I woke up in a pool of my blood. I still don't have, I had a concussion, a broken jaw in two places and still don't have full memory of everything that happened that day. I just remember the beginning and then. I don't know how long I was out and just waking up literally like when I picked up my face, I was in my blood on the floor, wow. on the ground. And um, um, it took a while, of course, to be able to to process and to heal from that, of course, physically. Um, and then it's also, you know, metaphysically to heal from that. Um, yeah. And, you know, I remember seeing uh, pictures of that because uh, you were you, didn't you have did you get your wired mouth wired or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that... my jaw had to be wired shut for weeks, um, and uh, that was that was a, a terrible experience. Uh-oh. Yeah, you're good. I still see you. Everything's great on our end. Okay, that's right. Um, okay, great, great. I, I, I will say All this, right. and I, I will say this without equivocation, that uh, any man that, that puts his hand on a woman for any reason, there there's no good reason to, to ever assault a lady. Um, you ain't worth living on planet Earth, and so... Um, now you, you, you had to endure, you know, something as traumatic and still be a mom during that time. Tell us, tell us how that situation were, how was that transition? Cause that was really tough being laid up and, and in the hospital and then still, you know, your kids are seeing, man, look at what, what happened with mom. How, how did you na navigate that? Um, you know, I 
wound up speaking with a therapist about the right way to approach the situation because I was going to lie to my children, but I told them the truth. I told them what happened. Um, You know, they had to see me hurt. They had to see my face literally cut open. Um, I had had to go through a few surgeries. So I told them the truth of what happened. And um, uh, we kind of had to go through that. We had to go through that process of therapy together. Um, Wow. And that was, that was, that was rough. That was, that was really hard. I'm sure you know, I, I may never know the full impact of what, of, of how that impacted them. They were not present when it happened. Thankfully, they were at school, but they still had to come home. Well, someone else had to retrieve them. I was at the hospital and um, they still had to come home to me and see me like that. And then also seeing people care for me and help care for them because I was on pretty strong medication for a few weeks and really could not care for them. Yeah. Um, so- yeah. Now, now let me, let me ask you this, Nicole, because you, you have uh, been an inspiration mm-hmm. to us. I didn't realize it was that long ago. So I've been knowing you for quite some time. <laughs> Ain't that something? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Y- you, you, you are, you are definitely an inspiration to, to multitudes around the world because of, you know, like you say, you're expected to overcome and persevere and all that. But I want to, I want to, I want to shift gears just for a second because you are a multi-talented, multi-dimensional person. And so out of singing and acting, okay, I'm just going to ask you, cause I, I know which one I would choose. What is your favorite, <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do? Would you prefer to be an actress or would you like to just get on the mic and sing? I always prefer music, but I'll tell you something. When I was, oh, I don't, I don't know what year, whatever year the Little Mermaid came out. I was a little girl in Europe, and I want to say I was maybe first grade or something like that. I memorized the score to that whole movie, and I decided right then I wanted to do musical theater. I wanted to sing and act. To do both there was like of no them, no separating yeah. it. There was yeah. no separating it. So it's you know I took the long way to get there, <laughs> perhaps. Um, but or maybe not maybe not so much. I think I've been doing both my entire life. On a professional level, it took me a little while to kind of fall into both and I'm still finding my way, but it is a blessing to be able to know to say that from the time I was a very small girl, I knew what I wanted to do and I'm able to say that I've been doing that for several years. That's that's a blessing. So what's your what's your favorite genre of of music? <clears throat> That's a good question. Yeah, I see, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't prep her for that one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, you did it. So let, let's see. I, I can't say I have a favorite. I, I like doing several. I know that there's a few that I just don't ever care to do, um, and I still respect it. I just don't like it. I don't like country music. I do not <laughs> like country music. I don't care to sing it. Uh, anything that's too hard, as far as hard rock or heavy metalist, that's just not my ministry. So, but um, I, but I enjoy folk. I love doing, um, when I was in college and I had to study some opera, I loved learning that style of singing and classical music. Right now, the majority of the bands that I work with, as a matter of fact, tomorrow night I'll be at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City doing some old school, some uh, some disco music, and some old school R&B. Uh, so that's what pays some of the bills. So uh, so I do a lot of that right now, and it's fun. I love being able to do music that I'm, I'm not sure if I'm quite grown enough to sing, like Cheryl Lynn, Shaka Khan, stuff like that. So tell me in terms of your acting career, what was kind of what have been what have been some of the highlights of it? I know which one was a highlight for me just because I was a fan from a long distance. But what in terms of your career, I was a fan for you for your career. What what have some of the been been some of the highlights of your of your career? So believe it or not, there's one that's always going to be near and dear to my heart. And I found out that that bank actually still has my likeness up 
Um, and I think the states that this particular bank is in now, like still, I'm still on their ATMs and stuff. And that's really neat. But when my jaw was wired, my agent at the time did not know and called me and said, Hey, I've got an audition for you. Can you go do it? And I went and did the audition. What? This is probably, I did the audition with wired and, um, they were like, like what in the world? And, um, you know, at that time, a lot of the swelling had gone down. So I, I did the makeup and all that. And I said, I know this is crazy that I showed up like this, but, you know, I got mouths to feed. I still have to, I have to, I have to keep working. And, um, you know, they had some questions for me and, and things like that and wanted to know they were, the filming was going to be several weeks later. And I assured them that, you know, I'll be healthy enough to do the job. The jaws would be, re- I mean, my wires would be removed by that time. And I actually got the gig and it was a big bank. Um, I forgot the name of the bank right now, but it was a big deal for this particular bank. It was a pretty big uh, contract because I was, I did their commercials and it was a series of commercials. I did their print um, at the time they were running ads on the jump. I think it's called a jumbotron at the uh, NBA stadium. Yeah. So I was all over i was on all that stuff and I, that is always going to be near and dear to my heart because that was another one of those kind of crazy faith moments where it's like i gotta keep going and <laughs> man and, i'm like and, and already got, all eyes i got that gig i'm already like hey nicole let me get you this autograph um and so yeah that you know that that's really really awesome nicole and and one that stands out to me is ladies and gentlemen she's so humble but uh, again, we're we're interviewing Nicole Lawson, and she was actually in the same on the same set, recording a commercial with Kevin Durant. I said, "Whoa, that was now so fun. when you get with KD, now you doing something, cause we did too." Actually, there was a there was a, a Mother's Day type campaign yes. for Orange Leaf. I don't know if Orange Leaf is still around. I, I'm not sure. I don't see them here on the East Coast. And um, then there was a, a couple of things with Nike. There was a bunch of people in those commercials and I got to be one, but the one for Orange Leaf, that was more kind of intimate. It was me and actually two of my daughters were in the That's commercial right. as well. And um, I remember kind of laughing at something uh, afterwards, he was kind enough to do some selfies with me and Kaden. And I call Kaden, I call her Katie. And I said, look, it's Katie and my Katie. Look at and that, whoo- see? The, the, the internet tried to take a hold of that. Oh, they said, they said, uh-oh, <laughs> Nicole got her a man. <laughs> like, that is not, they were like, oh, that's his daughter? No, 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 no. So I had to take that down. She'd be like, yeah, like, easy money, little, little easy money sniper, my baby daddy. <laughs> that's, I was not. <laughs> that's his twi- uh, his uh, Instagram <laughs> handle, right. is easy money sniper. Right. Nicole, here's what I'm going to yeah. do. I'm going to ask you to tell us about, um, uh, because it's so important to me, I want you to tell us about your your journey uh, where you had to put everything down. Okay, um, I got to step off scene for a hot second because I got an emergency sure. in the background, but it ain't gonna. Okay. Be, I will be. I'm leaving my show in your hands. Okay, you you had right. you had to take, and I'm just gonna be right back. I'm not even leaving the okay. room. But you had to you had to put everything down, Nicole. Mm-hmm. You had to kind of do a human reset Mm -hmm. and i want you to talk to our audience about that journey and what it was like the fears the the experiences and what what really got you to where you are modern daytime now okay absolutely nicole i'm turning it over to you you got it i'm like 
Okay. So while I'm doing this, I kind of want to set up my little Instagram just for this part. So give me about 30 seconds. Let's see if I can figure out exactly how to do this. Um, so I'm talking to you guys directly, and I think this is on 30 different platforms. Yeah, it is. Give me another. That is amazing. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, okay, let me take advantage to set my phone up and do Go, this Nicole. Well. You so got talking, it, girl. <laughs> so I'm talking about a period in my life where I decided to get away from everything that was familiar with me and really launch um, and do something that I'll call it another crazy faith moment. That's what it was for me. Um I'm originally from New Jersey, but I spent a lot of my life in the Midwest or South or whatever you want to call it, uh, kind of in that Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas region. Um, a lot of my life in that area was uh, tumultuous. And I felt a call to get away from all of it for years, but um, I would be kind of afraid to bust a move, especially being a single mom before to go and be completely alone on a whole nother level that that's a scary thing to do. And then I also, some, I would just let people talk me out of it. You know, people who meant well, they would say, you know, you could barely survive in Oklahoma. How the heck are you going to survive going back to Jersey? Are you crazy? But when I experienced that domestic violence situation, um, it really changed me. And when you are faced with the possibility of losing your life uh, and real and realizing that you escaped that, and I felt like I had another chance at life and I needed to do something really, really radical to make sure that the rest of my life was more so what I wanted. So I decided, um, it took me a couple of years to really put myself in that place because that's a hard transition. That's a hard decision to make. So two years later, I decided, okay, I'm going to stop talking about it and kind of thinking about it and really bust a move. So what I decided to do was to get rid of everything and everyone at that time that was familiar to me. And I also had to lay down my religion, not turn my back on God, but lay down my religion because all of those things for me were connected to dysfunction, to pain, to trauma, to abuse, to uh, egotism. And it left me in a state of chaos. Us, you know, so yes, I was singing and I was acting and I had my business, but everything was not in the proper order. I was still very depressed. I was, I was very unsupported. I was very unhappy. There was another place in life that I knew that I wanted to be at, and I knew that it wasn't there and it wasn't connected to anything at the time that was familiar to me. What's and I just felt this call. It was going to be the biggest party I that on the planet. But that's not what any of us remember it for. But wait a second. What the hell happened? <laughs> that's the question. Did you I, hear that, Chris? That's the question I want to know, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank goodness for live. Right. Thank goodness for live radio, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Go ahead. You're still good. Okay, cool. I was cool. watching you off camera. Everything's great. All right, cool. Crisis averted. So um, I decided that I would get rid of everything in my home. I would get rid of the telephone number I had, and I would just completely do a, a total life reset. And um, I picked a town, a township in New Jersey. Uh, and even, even the township that I picked and even the house that I, I'm in, that I, I came to, that was all handpicked for me. It was nothing but God. Like that whole path had been laid out for me. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to decide I'm not going to listen to anybody else. I'm going to listen to this inner wisdom and I'm going to go. And when I did, 
I can't tell you all the doors that were opened up for me along the way. As soon as I made the decision to go, um, I had a friend in Dallas that um, I knew from the music gig scene who actually referred me to the man that's been my man for the past three years. And I mean, the most, and um, the, the, the healthiest, most beautiful relationship I've ever had in my life. And on the way here, I had um, different agencies and stuff reach out to me. Um, I reached out to a specialist for uh, domestic violence recovery, and she found me like literally over $5,000 in grant money for me and my children to just move and go and just restart. The house that I'm in, literally the owner of this um, this property, it's so many acres and it's it's, I mean, I can't tell you how beautiful this is. And when you come out here, you're like, how did you, a single mother of four? And, and it's funny because when people come to deliver things for me and deliver groceries, I remember when I first moved here, if it was a black delivery person, they would go, oh, how, like, how are you here? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's nothing, nothing but God. It's like when right. you listen to that inner wisdom, like I, what, I'll tell you this, the, the, the person who posted the house and the property. He literally had been thinking about it for a while and he did not post it that it was available until I got here to the city. And guess who was the first person to see it and call minutes after it was posted? Are you me. serious? Are you serious? Me and my children came out here to see it and he instantly fell in love with our family and was like, listen, if you wanted it, it's yours. And I told him my concern was I was really afraid that my, I didn't tell my ex that I was moving across country until the very last minute. I want it because I've seen it when, when you leave someone who's been abusing you, that that can anger them even more. Right. And I've seen it where they will follow you across country and they will kill you. Yeah. I had to make. So uh, when I came out here, um, I told, you know, the, the owner of this property and everything. And he said, listen, look where your house is. Look where my house is and look where the groundskeeper keepers house is. If you come to the property, you got to get past Joey and Johnny before mm. you can ever get to Coley. Okay, Joey and Johnny and sound like, yeah, that's real names right there, okay, too. <laughs> okay, okay, and they take care of everything, and we had a meeting, and he was like, listen, anytime there's a problem, the kids can knock on this door, and as soon as I see them coming, I'm coming out with my you-know-what. There we go, there we go. <laughs> we got you, we got you, Um, but it's 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 interesting, because when you hear New Jersey, you think concrete and, and business and all that, but this it's not called the Garden State for nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm in the woods. It's beautiful. Um, we've got a vegetable garden. There's animals out here. It's spacious. Can't nobody pop up on me. Really? <laughs> and I needed that. I needed to feel safe and I needed to be in a place of just pure serenity and beauty. And God did that. So, yeah. so, you know, Nicole, and thank you for, thank you for co-hosting there for me for a minute there. Uh, the, <laughs> Absolutely. All crises in the world have been averted. And, and we are, we are joined by Nicole Lawson, Nicole Boo, Nicole Lawson.com. <laughs> and that, that particular part of your life, I kind of, I told Nicole that people watch us because you, you know being public figures you don't really realize you think you post something and nobody responds mm -hmm. and all that but all of us are lurking in the background you know like man what is what's what's nicole gonna do next what is she doing here what is she doing <laughs> and i remember seeing you somewhat agonizing over the move because i remember you were in oklahoma and and you know getting back getting back home was was something that you needed to do in terms of this reset when 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 people hear that, uh, I mean, like, 
is that something you'd recommend for people going through going through struggles in life? Uh, I know yours was pretty extreme, but sometimes we do need to, because oftentimes we care. Like you use the terms dysfunction. You know, you let you had to put down church and religion for a while. Uh, would you would you recommend that approach to people who maybe are just are just going in the circle of life, never getting anywhere, and having all these struggles? Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, there's like that slogan or that thing you see on posters that says everything that you want is on the other side of your fear. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's really true. Um, If you're brave, I think that if you are brave enough to listen to that calling, whatever that calling is and go for it. And it's crazy because you you don't know. You don't know what's on the other side. You don't know how it's going to happen. I had no idea how it was going to happen, but I got to this place of almost desperation. Like, I am so not happy here. There's got to be something better. Literally on my way, as I just started to answer the call, it's like the whole atmosphere around me shifted. Mm. Um, people that I didn't even know existed that were waiting on me, that they didn't even know they were waiting on me and I was waiting on them, started to appear in my life. Wow. And the funds and resources and God has done things for me that no amount of money can ever do. There's this favor that like literally went before me and my kids. I mean, stuff that my children needed as far as uh, different um resources and with education. Um, my son, uh, he has adjustment disorder and um, I think maybe ADHD or something. Stuff that I couldn't get for him there, yeah. we have here. Yeah, It's like, we, I just had to be willing to do this. And then even when it comes to a certain level of support and um, I'll, shameless plug, I am looking for, a, um, I'm looking for a live-in nanny. I've been looking, 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 and that has been a bit of a struggle, but it's a blessing to have that struggle to say, I've got the budget for it <laughs> and yes. to even have that. And even, even that I couldn't say that there, I didn't, yeah. I couldn't even say that I, I need to hire somebody there. So different problems, but Hey, you know, and, and, that, and that's <laughs> but, what, but a step up either way. Well, you know, and you're, you're a hustler in terms of, you mm-hmm. know, you're always finding a way, but, but this, this is, it's, it's one thing, you know, I, I saw, I saw a cartoon yesterday where there was a there was three tunnel there was two tunnels and then somebody on the top of the ground. The guy at the bottom of the tunnel he quit um right before he was at the he was outside of it. You see that one? And then the other guy he was working too hard and then the guy up on top had all the excavation equipment and he was working smart. So it it's you know so, this is what I'm saying like some people see us and they're like, oh man, they can do it. But man, it it also is important that that you can get some sweatless victories too, because had you stayed in Oklahoma, no, you know, no telling what situation and how life would have turned out for you. And here's what I want to say about this: you know, we, me and you are both. Your dad's is your dad a pastor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. scared of him when I see him online. I'm like, but gotta watch, <laughs> gotta watch out for the rev there, right? Especially from New Jersey. Um, but oh yeah, but, but, but you you got to understand this. I know you being raised in church and singing in church and all that kind of stuff. To say mm-hmm. it makes to church people uncomfortable sometimes when you say, "Hey, I gotta put I gotta put this religion thing down for a minute to get my head straight." How, how was that for you? Um, it was hard. I think it was hard for me and it was hard for a lot of people and my family and extended family who loved the church and just did not understand me. And it was never me turning my back on God. That's right. But 
sometimes you can get so caught up in religion and this has nothing to do with any of them. It was all for me. Yeah. Um, it didn't work for me to be in the same routine and didn't work for me to sing the same songs and to hear some of the same stories and to have certain customs because for me, those customs were attached to, um, to pain. You know, this is, this is not, I, I love my parents and I appreciate the things that they taught me because all that stuff made me who I am today, the good, bad and everything else. And, but for me, when I looked at the church, for me, my experience was a lot of um, egoic practices, um, things that were just too patriarchal, um, and it wasn't a healthy place for me. And for me, it wasn't a healthy place that I wanted to raise my children, especially my daughters in. Um, of course, there's a lot of good in it, but there were a lot of traditions that for me hurt me. Yeah. Um, you know, my very first encounter with sex um, and a trigger warning for any of you that are watching, if you have children, you might want to tell them to back up for a moment. So there goes your, t- your five second warning. Yeah, there but, you, go. you know, I, I was molested and I was raped by a man of God. Mm. Um, that was, that was my introduction to sex. Um, he was a minister of music and he was a man of the cloth. And when I came out, a lot of church folk blamed me and continued to hold him in high esteem. And so when it comes to the church community and when it comes to a lot of uh, stuff that I see that I saw growing up and I saw a lot of a lot of other people experience when it comes to um, particularly maybe I can't talk about the white church. I didn't grow up in it, but right. the black church and a lot of the black community and the way that they put too much onus on little girls like me, like I was to try to protect yourself and to not be fast and everything else right. instead of teaching these boys and men yes. not to be animals. Hello. You know, and and so, um, you know, I was a virgin. I was not interested at all in boys or men in that way. And that 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 changed me in a way that was very unhealthy. And it went on to shape um, a really long line of tumultuous relationships with men and not trusting men. So there was a lot of stuff that I that needed to be dealt with and un and un undone or yeah. undid yeah. when it came to to a lot of that stuff when it came to my relationship with the church um i did not like it i did not trust it and a lot of the cliches and stuff that i would hear it's a double-edged sword when you grow up as a part of the ministry because you get to see the good side um and and this is for all ministers um so it's not me to single out you know i come from a long line of preachers so i'm, I'm never going to single out anyone yeah. and it's not even about any of them in particular but I grew up in the church, so I got to see, you know, me being a part of the ministry in the first family and the way we have to present ourselves because we are an example, whether we like it or not. That's but right. then also the demons that we have to battle and the struggles we have to face behind closed doors. <laughs> you know, ministers need ministering too as well. That's so and so true. um I I just I felt like I needed respite from all of that because for me, the majority of my experience uh when it comes to to religion, it was trauma. Man, um, ladies and gentlemen, I, you know, Nicole, I want to thank you, number one, for being so transparent, being making yourself vulnerable. You don't I know you didn't we didn't rehearse any of this, y'all. <laughs> um, I knew I didn't I usually do pre-shows with people, but I knew that I could have Nicole back three years later. and We could just pick up from where we left off in um, in our conversation. And, and that, you know, that that's that takes self-awareness. You know what I'm saying? Like, OK, 
me being a Lean Six Sigma green belt, I'm a, this is just a fancy name for someone who fig- figures out problems using statistics. Often mm-hmm. t- in, in, that, in that arena, we try to get to what's called the root cause. Mm-hmm. We do a root cause analysis, right? And oftentimes, and this, this is what I'm saying here. She, you said some things about, about churching and religion and, you know, carrying our big old 75-pound Bibles and wearing our 95-degree centimeter hats and everything else. You, you said something that, that like, is, like, self it, – it speaks to me like, hey, do you, really, do you really know where you are? Are you just going through the catechisms of a program – and are you really what you're preaching about? Is 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 your not necessarily that you're a hypocrite, but is your life healthy? Like you're saying, you know, Jesus can do it all and he can take away all the pain, which you and I both agree with. But if you're not connected to that message, if that's not resonating in your life, then you've got to do some you've got to do some self-reflection. And I feel like, Nicole, that and y'all, y'all religious folks, y'all just let me pass you for a minute. I do. I feel feel like oftentimes we carry around dysfunction and never get to the root cause. We'll continue to go to church. We'll continue to put our envelopes in the offering. We'll continue to do all that and still be full of dead men's bones. You know what I'm saying? And so when God told Abraham, go ahead, somebody. When God told Abraham to get out from your country and your kindred and all that, get away. God was telling him, look, I got a reset for you. You know, it's not going to be popular. It's not, it's not going to be what everybody understands. And, you know, people could have looked at you on the outside and been like, well, Nicole, why are you going to move, drive your kids halfway across the country? Yada, yada, yada. She's right? crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> Right. And 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 so but but I can tell now you you don't post nearly as much. But when you do post, I can I I see and my my staff can uh, uh, attest to this, uh, a different glow in you, a different a different Nicole. And Nicole is in a different space in her life. Now, Nicole, I got a question for you. Usually the show, like I told everybody, Greg, just give us more time. Put it put extend more time on the clock, Greg. Um (laughs) Usually we keep our guests. We usually keep our guests for thirty minutes, but you're you're an alumni. We we got to start giving out like coins and stuff. You wrote a book too. You co-wrote a book with some people. Yes, called the Brilliant Awakening. Tell us about it. That project is near and dear to my heart. It's a compilation of stories from women from all walks of life, different levels of degrees and and uh, experience but they all shared what we like to call our brilliant awakening, you know, talking about the transformation from life where you're living according to maybe someone else's rules or what you're supposed to do according to societal rules. And you come to this point where you have this awakening and you really begin to learn, uh, discover who you are, who you're meant to be and how to get better aligned with, with that life. Mm. And um, so it's to me, I, I kind of look at it as a maybe more so a feminist um, chicken soup for the soul. Okay. And and really need it, really need it for this time. And I know feminine, the word feminist sometimes can ruffle feathers, but it, it's actually a, a positive word. And you can be a feminist, whether you're a man or a woman. I would encourage 
um, you know, men that have sisters or daughters to get that book and let them read it. And also to read it yourself because, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. We're, we speak different languages. That's right. So reading this book allows you to be able to uh, learn about our language, learn about the unique experiences we have as women trying to find our own success and our own place in this world, not replacing men. We need each other. Yeah. But you know, and in order for in order for a man to have the best helpmate, there are things we got to go through to be able to be that. Come on. And so that book highlights a lot of that. And um, I talked about one of my biggest um, brilliant awakenings in life that helped me to go from what I used to be to the woman that I am now that I'm really confident uh, to be and, and happy and grateful to be. Well, you know, that that's that's amazing. The name of the book is called Brilliant Awakening. Yes. Okay. And that's also on my website. Um, there's a link to my shop on my website, NicoleLawson.com. You can pick she up. got it all uh, there, book. ladies and gentlemen. Get that book. Get the book, Brilliant Awakening. I love what yes, Jane, jo- one of our uh, listeners, Jane Jocelyn, says this. What in the world? It was going to be the big. I have, I can just tell you, I can tell you what's happening. I have, I see what happened. <laughs> I have this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have this amazing computer that one day I sat on it on the couch <laughs> and I got a glass screen. So it cracked slightly. And every so often the computer will just do what it wants and brings mm-hmm. up Netflix <laughs> or brings up some uh, YouTube. And so I this is, this is affirmation for me, ladies and gentlemen, that this computer is going in the shop effective immediately um, because I won't have any shows next week and my granddaughter is mm-hmm. going to be here. So I'm going to stop this. Oh, I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, my oldest granddaughter will be here. But Jane Jocelyn says this, okay? And, and Nicole, I'm in a different space now in life too because if that had happened to me, Several years ago, I would have threw this computer across the room, but I'm doing, I'm doing, so, I'm so much, I'm refined, sister. I'm, I'm so much better now. Jane Jocelyn says this, and thank you, Jane, for tuning in. Um, she says, I appreciate what she said about the trust in church leaders. Sometimes you can be religious and go through all the right motions, but still not be a spiritual person in a relationship with Jesus. Man, that that's, that's a truism, isn't it, Nicole? True, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always easier to, to be a teacher than to practice it. That's hard. I I have that issue now um, trying to be a leader and, to, and a mentor to uh, other people who want to become flight attendants and in that community. Um, it's, it's always easier to teach than to do. Man, um, that, that's... But, Go ahead. That's that's yeah. so that's so true. And I think mm-hmm. what your words are resonating with people. Phil, Phil, thank you, Phil, for commenting and saying great show. We're, we're blessed to have Nicole here. Even look three years later and I still got a few glitches left to work out, Nicole. But I promise you it ain't like when, when you hear the show for the first time, you're going to you're going to crack up. And, and uh, she was she was she was like number three or four guests that we had when we started our podcast. We don't ha- we didn't have any of this equipment. I think I was talking to her from my closet on a cell phone. <laughs> and so uh, that yeah, things have changed. Nicole, you know, I, I, I love aviation. Okay, anybody who's ever heard me speak has heard me talk about Captain Sully. I think he was supposed to try to land in New Jersey when when his when his plane went went down. So tell mm-hmm. us how you got in the aviation community because I've been watching that and I've just been thrilled to death to see the whole ride. 
Well, first, I got to tell you that I really appreciate you, my big brother, and I'm so proud of you. I wanted to say that in the beginning, and I want to make sure I do not skip saying that. I am so very proud of you because I remember the discussions of, uh, before the inception of this show. So I got to stop and give you give you your props and also for your community that you have of leaders. Like I'm, I'm very, I mean, I don't say a whole lot. You're right. I don't post a whole lot, but having access to that group and the phenomenal people like yourself that you have in there, you guys helped grow me up over these past couple of years too. It's been shout out to Bronson, Danny. Yeah. Um, I, I, I so appreciate him as well, the both of you. So aviation, long story short, um, I loved seeing my father put on that uniform as an army man and go to work. And I'll never forget, like, there's a certain pride. And my family is military and ministry. Yeah. So my grandfather, may, may he rest in peace, he retired as, an, as a major in the Army. Oh, my wow. father was a sergeant. One of my brothers was in the Army for a while. And so many men in, in my family. So my goal when I was younger was to be the first female in my generation to wear a uniform. And I wanted to go not just to the Army. I wanted to be a Marine. Oh, <laughs> yes. Semper Fi, yes, baby. Did. Semper That was my first goal. <laughs> but I was blind as cooties bat, okay? I got rejected by every single military branch. They you were couldn't like, see. You blind. <laughs> and they told me, they said it was that uh, they could not make the gas mask goggles to the extreme uh, prescription I needed. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to be in the military, flying all over the world, wearing a uniform like my daddy and singing. I yeah. wanted to sing in the military. Yeah. So that dream didn't happen. And years later, I, I still wound up becoming a professional singer. Praise God, all that stuff. And, you know, I guess I pat myself on the back for, for making that happen. But um, some years later, a friend of mine who worked for American Airlines said, we are recruiting and you would be perfect for this. Have you ever thought about being a flight attendant? And it never dawned on me. Like, so uh, when she said that, exactly. I was like, wait a minute. I still get to wear a uniform. Right. I get to travel the world. I get to be in front of people all over the place. I still get to serve. Um, you know, they're essential workers. You know, we look pretty with the pearls and the pumps. But let me tell uh -huh, you, you, I can put you on the ground and put you in handcuffs <laughs> so fast. Like the training we go through, don't mess with us, baby. We can save your life or take it if you mess with us. Don't 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 slip. Don't slip. She said, don't right. get it, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted with the heels, right? Because uh okay. I'll take this heel off and put something on you, boy. That is that is okay. so remarkable. And when I was watching you go through um your your flight attendant uh journey, I was just like, Man, I I I've been around aviation for the last thirty years. I can't believe she's doing this, man. So so uh, so how was that how was that whole journey in terms of the school and everything? Was it tough? You, it was it was hard, but it completely changed me. Um it made me uh so much more observant about everything around me. I came out feeling like a well a well oiled machine. Mm. You know, the first the first airline that I was with, their training was very thorough. I got to give it to them. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, my experience working with them operationally was very, um, yeah, I, I know. Uh, was, yeah, <laughs> but their training because and and all their trainings are all FAA regulated, um, and so so no matter what airline you go through, there's a there's a level of training that you all have to get, and that training really changed me. Yeah. I'm so grateful. I just wish that I'd done it much earlier in life. But I'm, but I'm, I'm, but you know what? I'm a testament, you know, at 39 years old, <laughs> 39. as long as you're still breathing, you know, you can, and, and I, and from that, I've been able to create a community too, actually. One is called Black Girl Magic 
flight attendant edition. And that is a Facebook community just for um, black women flight attendants, because we have our own unique yeah. experiences in aviation. You I'm did. like, wow. And another one for women, there's a community I was looking for and I could not find it. So I created it. And that is called triple S single. Let me get this right. Mm -hmm. uh, single woman, not triple S single moms in the sky or single woman. In, yeah, single moms of the sky. So SMS, sorry. And so those are two Facebook groups right now that are thriving and growing. And I, I feel the most passionate about that single mom group for women who are single mothers who want to become flight attendants, because it seems like it's crazy. But since I've become a flight, you know, I couldn't do another nine to five. I could not do it. You know, yeah. I would have no time with my kids. The paychecks are linear. They suck. Even with the degree, yeah. like I, I was, I was working full time. I had a corporate job in Oklahoma I remember. and I, I wound up having a, I got fired from that job because my son kept getting sick and, and I almost lost my mind when that happened. Yeah. You know, that, that was, that was rough. So I said, I will never go back to a regular job. I can't do it. So I, but I also, I also knew I needed to have another paycheck. Um, another so-called real check that was stable. So, so I've been able to have more quality time with my children. Um, you know, it was a, a little bit of a rough transition for my youngest too, but you know what? They can cry about it while I take them to Disney for free. That's the right. <laughs> See, now, now you're talking. They, yeah. we, can, they can, we can cry all that way to Paris. Let's, How about that? Let's cry <laughs> all the way to Paris. Yes. And because and, I had to miss your birthday or whatever, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, Nicole, that that's, listen, I'm going to put a plug back out there for her. NicoleLawson.com. Uh, she's looking for a live-in nanny because she does travel quite extensively around the country. I've been kind of jealous at some of her places. I've seen I've, some of the places I've seen her, and uh, I actually love to travel. I'm a bit. I'm a bit. I'm a bit. Um, as I've gotten older, I'm a bit unnerved by flying. Even though I've studied aviation, like I said for years. Uh, last time we we flew to Houston, uh, my wife and I. Well, the first time year before last when we flew to Houston, she grabbed onto my arm and man, you would, I think my arm was black and blue because she was gripping that thing so tight. We both scaredy cats, you know what I'm saying? So let me ask you that. In yeah. Let me ask you that in terms of, of, you know, just the practicality of it. How did you get over maybe, you know, turbulence and all that kind of stuff? Well, being an army brat, I've literally, I've lived all over the world. I've been traveling my whole life. So that was no problem. Was no but I'll tell deal. you something. Mm -hmm. My first flight to Columbia, in my uniform, I screamed because I wasn't used to all the turbulence going over a jungle. That shook me. Oh, really? But, um, but we learn and we have to go through certain classes in aviation to learn you know, so that you understand what's happening with turbulence. And then you understand that, of course, you know, the people on the flight deck, they know what they're doing. Uh, it's kind of like being in water. There's there's waves in the water. Yeah. There's waves in the air. Yeah. So you're going to be fine. It just might get a little bumpy. All right. I'll, t I'll tell Charity that, hey, baby, there's waves in the water and there's waves in the air. Can you please let <laughs> can you please let my arm go? <laughs> so, Nicole, man, can you believe how fast our time has gone together? I mean, it, we have we have experienced like all the kind of dimensions you could experience in a year in this just this one show Gosh. i mean i had to leave and put out a fire i mean the the, the sound system went crazy and uh that's we, life you know what we still continue to smile and do it do it with excellence so nicole oh, yeah. one thing one thing i do want to ask you as we as we get ready to wrap up um you know with with your children your your four children what are their ages now my son is six my girls are eight ten and just turned seventeen 
Eight ten. Oh yeah, I seen that birthday. Now you know. I think I was I was catching oh, a little something you was putting down in that post. Like like she can start getting her own stuff. Like maybe stop borrowing your combs and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know if that ever ends because my twenty two year old <sighs> my twenty two year old still lives here. And uh, Mariah, I'm gonna put her on blast because when my wife comes to look for her combs, she comes and is disappointed because Mariah got them in her room. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah it never it never is they're constantly they're con- oh you know gosh. it's just one of those things but uh when when you talk this is one thing that i i really admire about you and i and i know that a lot of people say wow she's so strong and all that kind of stuff but being a single mom presents its own struggles right like what i mean by that is if i'm if i'm at home with the kids and charity comes home i can be like Take these kids. I'm going upstairs. Me and Samson, my golden retriever, we getting away from y'all crazies. But you can't necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> no. You can't, you can't do that as, as a single mom of four. And how do, how do you balance, you know, mompreneur and momhood and all that and also get yourself some self-care? What do you do to take care of Nicole? Well, for a long time, I did it. I did it. And I was literally running myself ragged um and i hate it when people would say to me for some reason I, i'm not sure if i have audio I yeah you're good go Every, everything's okay, good, good. good yep all right um uh a lot of people would call me strong and i really hated that because yeah. i'm not and yeah. i don't want to be right like, this is unfortunate to be a, just a moment because my daughter's yelling That's hey, her. i'm still i'm still online okay guys she yeah. But by the way, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, life. by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's called real life. And she did it that's good. Right. She did it good. Greg, Greg used to call me. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm reformed. But Greg used to, <laughs> Greg used to call me Joe Jackson. I don't know how I ever earned that name. But uh, if I would be on something and my kids would be, I'd be like, I turn that thing down, turn that, turn that channel down. Be like, that back to Listen, you, ladies. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. So I actually, you can call me uh, Joe, Joe Rita Jackson. Okay. Or Rita Joe Jackson because um, for and I, it's still a struggle. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah. But for years, because I was a very frustrated, tired, overworked single mom. Yeah. Working a full time job, performing, trying to run the home business, and and um, four kids, and by myself, and virtually no help, right. and also frustrated because of no help from the dads yeah um i i I looked at myself and i was like oh my god i'm turning into the typical baby mama and that made me angry so a whole lot a whole whole lot of cussing happened and it's not a whole lot of cussing that happens now it's still a little bit but um i like i said i had to go through some real uh radical changes and therapy Mm -hmm. and i also started taking medicine for anxiety and it's like it took away this desire to want to throw everything and cuss everybody I see. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's the only reason why I was able to so calmly say, listen, yeah, I need to be quiet. Well, but see, but see the th- old me. <laughs> but see, but see, <laughs> let, let's just be real. Let's just keep it real. You know, even like if we went back to the church thought, you know, w- pe- people don't realize that that therapy is an important part of of some people's healing process. You know that? Oh yeah. And and we oh, make yeah. we make it as taboo. Like if you if you need therapy then you don't trust Jesus. That's not that's not true at all. Because I here's what I say to them all the time. If I break my arm and my church family want to come over and pray for me, please do. I'll even lift up the other arm. 
But if this arm don't get healed while you praying for me, can you can, <laughs> can you please run me down to the ER so the doctor can wrap this bad boy up? It's the same thing with this mind here. You know, th- this this mind is 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 complex. The most complex part of our body, right? Oh yes, and, yes it is. And, it runs and, it all right. And we sit here and sometimes think like, well. You didn't pray enough, sister. You just need to get that to the Lord. No, I need to go talk to somebody, you know. And and I realized yeah. that I realized that right in this book. So, what? How do you? What do you do to sneak away for your own self care? So now, um, there's a couple of things. When I first moved here, um, so I, the bathroom downstairs has an amazing garden tub and jacuzzi thing. So, so at least once a week. They know when mommy goes in that bathroom and locks the door, uh-huh. I'm lighting candles. I'm turning music on. Do not bother me. That yes. was, that was my spa. <laughs> that was my spa for a while. And That's then as right. I started getting settled and finding my way around, I said, okay, on a regular basis, I have to find a spa. I got to find a Groupon, you know, yeah, to right. go and get a massage, go get a body scrub. So yeah. it's something I make myself do, you know, once or twice a month, at least once or twice a month, I've got to go. I've got to go get my nails done. Got to get my eyebrows on. I've got to start. I've got to keep up taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, that's that's good for my overall. Yeah. Everything. I feel you, know, you man. Just... Self- and then I would come back refreshed and happier and ready to go again with the kids. And that's what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, that self-care is important. You heard it from Nicole. Nicole, Nicole Boo Lawson. You can find her at Nicole. <laughs> lawson.com now let me see here nicole you where where, i know you're picking up with a new airline agency but do you know where your first assignment's going to be um i'm not sure where i'm going to be based but i know that'll be it'll be here on the east coast i you never know what your assignments are going to be i just know that half of the month i'm i'm flying and then half of the month i'm home okay so it's always like that and so you for me you're on reserve at least your first, you know, with this company, it may be a couple of months. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they just kind of tell you where you're going and how long you're going to be there, which is, which is, I'm cool with that. And yeah. that's also my self-care too. Being a flight attendant has definitely been self-care because I'm in hotels all over the world yes. when I'm done, you know, taking care of now, taking care of thousands of people yeah. and whatever comes along with those flights. But then, you know, I'm on a beach, I'm in a hotel, I'm able to like, Lusa on my own and then like I said my boyfriend he's amazing and then I had I had a staff member at the house for a while we're looking for a new one I'll keep putting it out there yeah we're definitely looking um someone that I can mentor in the business as well um so that could be two streams of income for them but anyway you know so when I'm gone you know he's here taking care of the house taking care of the kids or somebody that we hire and so when I come back I come back like so much better for all of them yeah while I'm out so that's also been self-care well, you know, it's cool to have a job that has some built-in self-care with it. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you folks heard that, but that was the music. It was supposed to come on 30 minutes ago, but hey, we we paid our sponsors. I hear it. We paid our sponsors to give us a little extra time with a friend. Yay! It's it's almost like it's <laughs> like you. it's like a family reunion, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. And and so Nicole, what I'm going to do now, I don't know if I did this the last time, but I I we do it now as a custom. We give we give our guests like 35 40 seconds which you did that really good when i gave you the show um i want you to speak to our audiences out there maybe speak to those single moms right we'll we'll just mm-hmm. narrow it down speak to those single moms that are just like ready to pull their hair out ready to go jump off a cliff uh give them a word of encouragement because if anybody uh is a living example of how to you know how to make these adjustments you are so the floor is yours nicole speak to our single moms Okay, 
So, hey girl, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I told myself and I keep telling myself, no matter where you are in life, you are allowed to dream, you're allowed to set new goals, you're allowed to want something different and better, and you absolutely are worth it. Whatever it is that you have to do to be able to make yourself more worthy of it, do it. If you need to get fit and healthy, do it. Lose that weight, tighten up, get that degree, go, you know, a Fix that resume, get new headshots, whatever it is you got to do, you know, take inventory of yourself, have some self accountability, do that work, um, ask for help and, um, and go, just go, go, go for it. So whatever it is you want, you can, you can do it and have it. Um, you know, of course, within reason, reason, of course, if you don't have a leg, you probably can't be in a triathlon, right. but <laughs> you know, you know, with, within reason, whatever it is that you want, um, you, as long as you've got breath in your body, you can make the changes, but you do have to be self-accountable. You got to be willing to let somebody tell you something and to go through whatever that transformation is to make yourself more attractive to whatever it is and whoever it is that you want. Ooh, that's so good, man. I love I love northern people, man. They they don't really sugar they don't really sugarcoat a lot of stuff. They just, you know what I mean? And and that's what I like. I I I did a whole series on the word salt. I'm not I'm not known as a sugar pre a uh, sugar speaker. I'm more of a salt kind of guy. And uh I, I, I like it just like that. You know, she said hold yourself accountable. Uh self accountability is important and listen to somebody else. You may need to get you a coach. Don't you do a little coach in there too, Nicole? Um, I do. Um, I, I haven't done it a lot in the past year, but it's still available and you can book that as well. Um, I did, I do coaching for people. Um, and you can, you can book sessions on the website, NicoleLawson.com specifically for single moms who are looking to create a plan to work for themselves. And then also for people who want to get into, uh, figuring out how to get booked to do commercials or uh, get started with any type of film work, film that, or music work as well. She's a, she's a multi-talented <laughs> thespian. She got it all going on. She's got a, a, a Facebook page called single mom skies SMS. Uh, you can find her on the web at NicoleLawson.com. Uh, she's got a book out called brilliant awakening where you can get that book. I mean, she just really is like, I can't believe she agreed to come on the show. <laughs> so, oh, stop it. This so, is my big brother. I'm, I'm very, we're very blessed. Greg sends his regards. I know Danny does too. Our folks are usually behind the scenes helping me, uh, keeping me from blowing myself up. <laughs> Nicole, I mean, I got huge lights and screens and soundboards yeah. here now. Uh, like I said, God is good, and, and I love being Amen. able to talk to people who are progressing and going forward and expanding their horizons. So you're that person. Thank you so much for speaking to us. I will try to book you again in a few weeks so sure. we can get you on next year because I know it's tough to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nicole, and uh, you be safe. Keep your wheels up and your powder dry, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Take care. God bless you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Nicole Lawson, and what a great interview. I know we went long tonight, guys, but um, I knew that it was going to be good. I knew she had so much to offer, so much, so much diversity and uh, reality, you know, dealing with real people, man. I was, I was honored to see Sir Walter Jones comment on the show. I mean, he's like somebody I aspire to be like, and... Uh, Thank you so much, Walter, for your your continued work of putting out amazing content and uh, spiritual guidance for people around the world. And so we've become friends virtually. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, great man. But thank you, Greg, for helping us make this show possible. 
Impacting Life 24-7 has really grown to what it what you see today. We still have a few. <laughs> we have our quirks, right? Like Netflix just coming up on the show <laughs> when you don't. <laughs> and then King having to run off, off set to put out a fire. So nonetheless, Nicole Lawson is, is, is you know, when we say, man, we look at people who are entrepreneurs and business owners and public figures, we also need to realize that they're human beings and they're people. And, you know, having someone talk to you it from the cold stature and then her kids coming online and, and doing homework or whatever, it, it just lets us know, man, that, hey, man, you know, popular people still have to do, you know, different things just like normal folks do. And Nicole, I'm telling you, we didn't have enough time to cover it all, but she she is um, she is really a sought after actress, a sought after songist, psalmist, and um, you know now a world traveler there with with the airline business. So, I'm very very thankful to have her on. And it's kind of it was kind of cool with the whole uh, what do you call it like reunion. Because, like I said, the first show she was on, we were on a network that I I won't even say live now, but it was terrible. And, um, yeah, those were train wreck episodes. But she agreed to come on then, and thank God she still agrees to come on now. Greg, you're you're world-famous, brother, and you're normal, too. And so, But you're also my best friend, so that makes you abnormal. <laughs> Tomorrow night, guess what? I'll have another guest host, Nisi Jordan from um, I Am Nisi J., her books right there behind me um she's got a book called behind closed doors but she's coming on to guest host for me tomorrow night for a special episode of impacting life 24 7 and we're going to talk about this book that's coming out called who ate my brownie no matter the adversities you still can make it so she's going to interview me on our show how cool is that huh tomorrow night seven o'clock eastern standard time we're just going to continue to push this week out and then sunday I get to go and uh, we get to go and pick up our granddaughter. So the following week, I will be mostly offline except posting pictures of my grandbaby. She's my oldest. And, you know, we're going to spoil her to death. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to Impact Life 24-7. Thank you guys out there for making this possible. If you'd like to become a sponsor, just go to clkingspeaker.com. We'll see you tomorrow night.